It was the summer of 2003. Legally Blonde and Charlie's Angels released sequels on the same day. Lindsay Lohan swapped bodies with Jamie Lee Curtis. Nick Lachey married Jessica Simpson. And the summer kicked off with the release of the Lizzie McGuire movie. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And, and this, this is History Duffs. I feel like we started this podcast just so we could talk about the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah, honestly, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> this is, like, every everyone's, I think, favorite. Yeah, feel or at like least we've, go-to. We've finally arrived. Yes, we're here. Because when we're talking about Hillary Duff mm-hmm. roles, mm-hmm. we have to talk about Lizzie McGuire. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're kind of, like, one and the same, like, an, an, an icon, like, just my all-time favorite little little show, I think. This was really how the whole world was introduced to her. If we're being honest. Yeah, if we're being honest. You we've know? been we've been doing some duffs bluffs and lying <laughs> to you in the other episodes. But if we're being honest, Hillary Duff is Lizzie McGuire and the Lizzie McGuire movie is the ultimate but that does not mean that this is the finale of History Duff. Oh no 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 We've no, got no. other great stuff coming up. But this and is this is nor is it the finale of Hillary Duff's no, career. It's kind of like, we have a lot to cover. If anything, this is like the starting point. Yeah, exactly. So not the really... starting point, but the starting point. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Um, Hope, where were you? The summer of two thousand three? Summer of 2003, I was in Cincinnati. I was um, a big sister. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Yes, yes. So I think it was a pretty low-key summer. Sure. Um, Yeah, not much more to say. What about you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, 2003, I was in elementary school. What would it be? Kindergarten? I was in... No. (laughs) I was in third grade. Like, all of my years are corresponded with the year. Oh, mine too, but... The opposite. The opposite, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was in third grade. You were probably in second grade. I was in grade. second, yeah. Yeah. So my school years started in the right year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and yours ended in the right year? Sure. I think so. Yeah. Because you're a year ahead of me. That sounds right. Yeah, man. It's all right with me. <laughs> if someone could just do the math for us, please. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But... I, I don't remember the first time I saw this movie, but oh. I just feel like I associate it with, like, sleepovers, sleepovers, sleepovers. Do I remember. You? I knew you would. Vividly. I'm so jealous. I'm I jealous. It vividly. Well, we were both obsessed with Liz yeah. McGuire's kids. I remember, for some reason, it's a very, very strong memory in my mind. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, we're going to have a mom and daughter day. Cute. Turned it into a whole thing. I think it was really cute. I think she was like apologizing for something or like (laughs) making up for missing something. I've got a great mom. I'm not saying that she like missed your recital or something. It was something very small that she was like, I need to make this up to her and make a whole day. And so we, she said, we're going to go see the Lizzie McGuire movie and then we're going to go to the store and you can pick out any CD you want. Oh my God. What did your mom do? (laughs) I was really into CDs. It was probably like I had to go to my brother's soccer game on a Saturday or something. So you got a CD? Damn. I know. I was really into CDs and growing my collection of CDs. Do you know what CD I picked? Because I remember. (laughs) <laughs> I Take don't a remember. Guess. Take a guess. Was it the Lizzie McGuire movie soundtrack? It was the Lizzie McGuire movie soundtrack. 
<laughs> wow, there was like no clues. I can't believe I just picked that out of thin air. But I remember it very vividly. And I also remember my kindergarten best friend, Haley, mm-hmm. um, talking. Not the first time <laughs> Haley's been mentioned on this podcast. She was important to me in my youth. Um, Apparently. She really didn't love this movie. And oh, tried. She, I know. And she was like talking bad about it before I even got to go see it. And it's how I learned the meaning of the word unrealistic. I'm like, first of all, we're in kindergarten. You shouldn't know words like that. Who said unrealistic? Haley. Haley said the movie was unrealistic? Yeah. She has she's an, has an older sibling or someone said that in front of her. She does not right. think that's unrealistic. I, yeah, she was like, it was just really unrealistic. What? <laughs> yeah, I remember it really well. Because I was like, yeah, for sure, not having a clue what that meant. But I was like, yeah, 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 totally. It totally is. I feel like this movie's very realistic. Me too. H- have we not all been Italian pop stars at one point or another? I, I mean, I have. It's called <laughs> it's called Study Abroad. <laughs> it's called Puberty, okay? <laughs> Look it up. I will say, not a lot of pop duos anymore. <laughs> sure aren't. And I think this movie's kind of the reason why they were like, well, we realize what a volatile relationship exists in a pop duo. Yeah, wait, what is a, what's a pop duo, like a current day pop duo? Yeah. No, I can't, I can't tell you. I know they were big in like the 80s. Yeah. My mom was a big Captain and Tennille fan. Okay. I feel like that's a pop duo. Yeah, Sonny and Cher pop Sonny duo. Sonny and Cher, Sonny and Cher, good one. Yeah. Oh, um... I already said Sunny and Cher. <laughs> Let's circle back on this. A Lady I, Gaga and that... And that Tony Bennett. And Tony Bennett. <laughs> now there's a pop duo now, for you. <laughs> oh my God. Now that would be a great sequel. But so, we can't talk about the sequel yet. We're going to talk about Hillary. What was Hillary up to? Oh, oh wait, gosh. Sorry, so, no. Did you have a story? No, no, no. I was going to ask you just because... You don't remember the first time you saw it, but what is your relationship to this movie? Did you, like, do you have any memories with it? I mean, I mean, so much. Like, it's just a part of me. Like, yeah. it's hard to even, like, talk like talk about it in a way that's like, oh, I'm different than the Lizzie McGuire movie. I will say... <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, I... I loved the show. I love the movie. It's not my all-time favorite movie. It's like, it's not my favorite Hillary movie. Okay. Thank you for being honest with us. It's not my favorite Hillary movie. Yeah. That's right. I said it. Hey, that's fine. Doesn't mean I don't love it. Exactly. Hey, that's what this is all about. Okay. This (laughs) podcast is bridging a gap. And getting to the truth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, it is a great movie. It's just... You have to show up as your most authentic self, Mm -hmm. you know? As my most authentic self, and I am, and I'm doing that for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. I'll never judge you for that. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, but it's 2003. Yes, a huge year in Hilary Duff's career. Huge. It's probably the second biggest year next to 2004, which we'll get into. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Sorry, I know. Oh my God, sorry. Okay, so what's happening with with Hill in 2003, Paige? Catch us us up. Okay, so we touched on it last time, but metamorphosis. Mm -hmm. So actually, the Liz McGuire movie came out at the beginning of the summer. Yes. And then metamorphosis was released at the end of the summer. Oh, that's genius. Right? It was just a summer of Duff. Yeah, and it's like, here's me as Lizzie McGuire, it's my last hurrah as Lizzie, 
now this is my like spin off my music career and honestly that transition yeah. has paved the way for so many other Disney transitions. I was going to say it was the meet Miley Cyrus moment, you know? She yes. put out that double album, One Side's Hannah, One Side's Miley. Yes, and then Breakout, <laughs> of course. But it's so it's so similar to that and Selena Gomez as well. Um it's just like without oh, and Miranda Cosgrove. It's just like without <laughs> without Hillary where would we be musically? Demi Lovato? They would not be here. They would not. No way. Sorry. <laughs> Hillary truly was the blueprint. The Honestly. Blue. Print. I would even go as far to say as Olivia Rodrigo is following the oh, same absolutely. path. Absolutely. Right? In fact, I they should collab. <laughs> oh, I would. I, I just got it. so excited thinking about that. Like, just thinking about it makes me well, just, I like, mean, surge with, like, serotonin. <laughs> Miley Cyrus and all of the others have referenced Hilary Duff as, like, a huge inspiration for them. Aww. So, yeah. I feel like, I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because, I think Hill likes to keep it a little bit more low-key. Yeah. Um, True. But also, I feel like she's down now. Sure. Why not? Yeah. She's a huge supporter of everybody. Like, yes. We love that about her. She's a huge supporter of this podcast too. <laughs> yeah, shouts out to Hills. To Hills. Um, use offer code Hillary to get 10% off at checkout. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she is enduring her first heartbreak on top of it all. On top of it all. With Erin Carter. And it wasn't just a heartbreak, right? Like It, it was a heartbreak and it was also like a public like betrayal, you yeah, know, yeah. and all this paparazzi and stuff was going after her because the rumor is, and I guess the fact, correct? Uh, yeah, it's alleged. Alleged. Allegedly, Aaron Carter cheated on Hillary Duff with none other than Lindsay Lohan. I feel like the hardest part of all of it was not that they got dumped by Aaron Carter because they had to have known even back then. He's just a boy. But. <laughs> <laughs> He is kind of like our generation's Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Okay. <laughs> just a boy. He is really just a boy. He'll never grow up. <laughs> but I think that the worst part of it was just that Hillary and Lindsay were kind of the it girls of the time. Mm -hmm. And if they weren't already going to be pitted against each other, yeah. this just, I mean, tr another level. Yeah. And it's not like acting isn't competitive or right. that Hollywood isn't competitive. Like they have gone up for each other's roles uh, in a lot of different instances as yeah. we've like covered throughout the podcast. So of course they already have this natural rivalry going and then you get the media involved like... Oh, it's just insane. I feel bad. Like, I feel bad for them. I can't imagine being, like, that age and being under the spotlight. No. And, like, also your hormones are raging. <laughs> I think about it all the time where it's, like, it sucks to, like, live in the same town as your enemy and you could run into them anywhere. Mm -hmm. Or go to the same school as your enemy and you can run into them anywhere. Like, yes. But it's a whole other thing when it's, like, on a professional plane and you have to go to these awards and you have to go to mm -hmm. these things and just they're inescapable too like you truly can't even go to the grocery store without seeing their face on a magazine yeah like exactly yeah, mental you warfare there's <laughs> no way to not think that could have been my face on that magazine because they're also in occupying the same space like mm -hmm. professionally but just imagine showing up at like the kids choice awards or the teen choice awards and it's like your mortal enemy oh. is there <laughs> okay well actually speaking of can we talk about 
kids in the Teen's Choice Awards. Oh, sure. Okay, this is da 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 the awards of Hillary Duff for 2003. It's just two. <laughs> okay, in 2003, she actually won the Kids' Choice Award for Movie Breakout Star. <gasps> female movie movie star, like breakout star. I mean, this was her breakout, arguably. Yeah. She won She won the award for, for Lizzie McGuire. Mm-hmm. And she also won the same award at the Teen Choice Award. So she won it at the kids and at the teens. Whoa. Yeah, Has so anyone she... ever done that before? I, did she, I think she made Hillstory. <laughs> Why didn't we call this Hillstory Duffs? Because that sounds terrible <laughs> in the mouth. Like, it's hard to say. Can we start over? Hillstory Duffs? It gives me a lisp. <laughs> Or brings back my list. <laughs> I think we need to go back to episode one and redo this from the beginning. Hey guys, it's Hillstory Duff. <laughs> I don't hear what you're hearing. That sounds good to me. Okay, I, I'll let you have Hillstory. that. <laughs> I love Hillstory. Hillstory Duffs. Well, speaking of Hillstory, <laughs> let's talk about Lizzie. Let's yeah, talk about Lizzie we have to. I'm sorry, guys. This is the this Lizzie is what McGuire you want. segment. This is what you want. I mean, can we talk about her getting the role? Like, can we talk mm-hmm. about the creation of the show? Like, you start. I'll jump in <laughs> me? there. Me? Yeah, I'm going to jump in. Wow. Um. Gosh. Not a Corbin <laughs> Blue podcast, but I'm going to jump in. <laughs> Not a Kiki Palmer podcast. But I'm also going to jump in. Um, <laughs> Season three, maybe. Oh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about um, it. <laughs> no, I mean, gosh, where to even begin with the show? Well, it was created by living legend. Terry Minsky. Terry Minsky, who yeah. we stan. That Truly stan. We're huge fans did of. Did you watch Andy Mack? You watched I did watch bit. Andy Mack. Yeah. I did watch Andy Mack. Yeah, we also watched Andy Mack, because when Terry Minsky's got her hands on something, we gotta get in there. <laughs> when Terry says jump, we say how high. We say, this isn't a Corbin Blue podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. tell me more about the creation of Lizzie McGuire. Well, I just, I don't know, I guess, that much about the creation. I was kind of looking <laughs> okay. down to you. Um, I... <laughs> I do know about her auditioning for the role, though. Have you heard oh, this story about her auditioning? I don't think so. Okay, so here's the story of Hillary Duff getting the role of Lizzie McGuire, which I love. Because Hillary's like, just been fired off of the show Daddy-O. And then she was on the show Popular <laughs> that didn't, um, you know, get picked up. So she's kind of like... I don't know if she's like frustrated with acting or wanting to quit, but it's the story is that she did not do very well in her initial audition and that she like was kind of flubbing lines and not getting that into character. And Terry even said like, you need to get more into character, but they kept calling her back because they could one, they could tell that there was talent there, but Mm -hmm. then they just loved her outfits. Stop. And it was her fashion sense, like played a huge part in them like bringing her back they're like we just wanted to see what she would come up with next and they were like we Stop. really felt like she was the character like because of like, is this real yeah the outfits and the styling oh my gosh how have i never heard that yeah i found, i'm surprised you didn't see it i found it like multiple places isn't that so cool and that cute is so funny i love yeah. that Oh yeah. my gosh, I'd give her the role for her outfits too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but also, guess who auditioned for the role of Lizzie McGuire? Oh my gosh, who? don't tell me. Okay, tell me. None other than my birthday twin, Lindsay Lohan. <gasps> You're telling me we could have gotten Lindsay McGuire? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. 
Now that you say it like that, I hate it. <laughs> and okay, and what's also crazy is that um, Sarah Paxton auditioned for the role. Of Sarah Lizzie Paxton McGuire. really. I, she's still out there. She's still working, but mm-hmm. she deserved better. She is so talented and so endearing. I think she could have done so much more. Okay, maybe she's season three. But what I was going to say is that Sarah Paxton actually makes an appearance in an episode of Lizzie McGuire. Do you know which one? Yes. It, it's, um, I believe it's the like season finale of season one, but it's when it's the class president. She's the class president. Did you ever watch... Uh... Darcy's Wildlife. Yes, me too. <laughs> Darcy's Wild. Actually, Paige, didn't we try to watch that together in college? Probably. I Was it after did. Buffy the Vampire Slayer? <laughs> I, it might have been the precursor. It might have just been like, it's actually really hard to find. We should just watch this show that's on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very right for us. Yeah. <laughs> sounds exactly like something. Minimum that effort. Yeah. <laughs> We both have a one memory of this show. We're like, wait, you've heard of Darcy's Wildlife? Darcy's Wildlife, Wildlife? yeah, on Discovery. Let's, let's watch it. And then we're like, never mind. <laughs> Discovery Kids, right? But what were you, yes, what were you going to say about it? That was it. Just <laughs> Sarah Paxton was on it. She was Darcy. No. Yes. You're serious. Darcy's Wildlife? Wait, why did I think Darcy was a redhead? Are you thinking of Naturally Sadie? Oh, I <laughs> very similar show. Okay, because I but I also watched Darcy's yes, Wildlife. Yes, okay. you did because that was the one on Discovery Kids. Yeah, it was on yeah. Discovery Kids. Naturally, oh. Sadie was on Disney Channel, but it was like Canadian Disney. It was Canadian yeah. Disney yeah. with Holly J from DeGrassi. Yes, exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. We're, we can still be friends. <laughs> but they were super similar shows. It was just girls who were really into animals and nature. And did you ever watch Scout Safari? No. Oh, but did you watch just... Trading Places, Boys vs. Girls? Yeah. <laughs> of course I did. Uh, yeah. So this is a tangent, but you know the original Trading Spaces that was like for adults? Mm-hmm. Um, the host of that show was named Paige. Okay, yes, I remember this. Paige Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, she got married after that show ended, and her married name is Paige Page. Oh, I thought you were going to say Smith. No. <laughs> I wish I was. Page, page. Well, you know, that's yeah. my goal is I'm trying to marry someone with the last name Hope, like Bob Hope. You want to be Hope Hope? Mm-hmm. I like that for you. Yeah. My mom used to want me to marry a Smith, not so that I could keep my last name, but so that I could hyphenate it. Smith Smith? Yeah. Page Smith Smith. That was her dream for me. Yeah. Dream big, Katie. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well. Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. So I was watching the Lizzie McGuire TV show before um, watching the movie or like a little bit in in between. Mm -hmm. And I just had like such a fun time because I watched the Frankie Muniz episode (gasps) when he comes on. And I have to tell you, Matt McGuire makes a joke. Okay. And he says, (laughs) I can't believe this. He says this. He's like, you're Frankie Muniz's girlfriend. Like what? Like what did he hit his head or something? Wait, I don't get it. Oh! Like, Matt's like... You mean because Frankie lost his memory? Yeah. Oh. And, but he makes a joke about how he must have a head injury to be dating Lindsay. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Lizzie. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, now oh, I'm oh, saying shoot. Lindsay. Oh, edit, edit, <laughs> edit. Edit that out. <laughs> um, you know what's so interesting about the Frankie Muniz thing? We should have covered this on the Agent Cody Banks episode. But I know. it's still 2003. Um, exactly. <laughs> hey, guys, just so you know, it's 2003 and everything's fine. Um... I just went down this rabbit hole recently, but 
he so Frankie Muniz was on a podcast and he was talking about this whole him losing his memory thing and he was like yeah that really got blown out of proportion Mm -hmm. he was like I told a story about you know how I don't remember everything I did as a kid and it got turned into this whole thing like Frankie doesn't remember his whole life and so basically his whole message on this podcast was like I didn't lose my memory it wasn't that dramatic they made it sound like such a big deal I went back and rewatched his packages on Dancing with the Stars where he was talking about losing his memory. And he's talking about how his girlfriend, also named Paige, <laughs> is writing journals for him so that he never has to forget anything again. And she writes down everything that happens for him because she's just so devastated by the fact that he can't remember anything. I'm like, you're the reason we thought <laughs> that you didn't remember anything. You 100% made us believe that. That is so funny. Also, like, do, write your own journal. <laughs> it's crazy to journal for so. He's not a president. What is he so busy doing? It's Frankie Muniz. He's probably, like, retired. I know he's, like, racing cars. Yeah, he races cars now. So, and my stepdad's a race car driver, so I feel qualified to say that Bill could keep his own journal. Like, yeah, it doesn't keep him that busy that, like, he's, like, the president of the United States and has to have someone write down his journal for him. Like, and this is, like, the 1800s. Right. Like, yeah, I just thought it was so interesting because I, re- I just went back and rewatched it and they're like, he's real. They're milking it. Mil- milking it. it. Anyway, milking anyway. it. Um, uh, should we talk about, should we talk about Miranda? Yeah, I think we should. I think it's time. It's time. I've been meaning to say something. You've been needing to say something. We have a lot on our minds. But Miranda disappears from the show. Yeah. Famously, everyone's devastated by this. One of the most, like, special moments of my life, I think, is when I was seeing the movie Easy A in theaters. Mm -hmm. And Miranda has a... Lelaine, sorry, has a cameo where she gives them ice cream. And everyone in the theater, all the girls were like, Woo! Like, everyone started really? cheering. Everyone was like, Miranda! Oh, I love that. Yes. But there was going to be a spinoff show about Miranda's cousin. I, di- I did know about this. I thought it was, like, her little sister. I have... I thought it was cousin, but I have heard sister in other places, and I thought it was... It never came to fruition. never so. came to fruition, but it was about... Um, it was... Oh, it was going to star young Selena Gomez. And I had also read that this wasn't the only failed, like, Disney Channel project that Selena Gomez was in. She was supposed to do Stevie Sanchez, this Mm -hmm. Liz McGuire spinoff. And then she was also supposed to be in a Sweet Life of Zack and Cody spinoff. Oh, yes, yes. I read that, too. Yes. Well, like, another one besides Sweet Life on Deck? Yeah. About, like, Arwen. (laughs) <laughs> like, wait, now that I would watch. I, I don't know how she, like, played into that. But, yeah, it was supposed to be about Arwen. I hope not the love interest. <laughs> hey, you never know. In Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Stevie Sanchez, unfortunately, scrapped. Scrapped. Um, can I tell you my Selena Gomez story, though? Because please. then Selena Gomez then did the show Wizards, Wizards of Waverly Place. Wait, what's it called? Wizards of Waverly Place. Wait. Is that has that come out yet? It came out a couple years ago. I think you I think you probably would you, would you like, call it Wizard A Wizard Place. Of, yeah. There was like a Teen Wolf in it. Oh, Teen Wolf. Yeah. I watched Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so the year is like 2007, 2006. I'm at my dad's house with my brother and we like we go on a trip to LA 
and it's like a big deal and I want to be an actress and my stepmom like the most amazing stepmom gets us tickets to see like a taping of a TV show of a sitcom of a children's show and I'm so excited okay and she's like okay and Wizards Wavy Place hasn't come out yet but she's like okay I had two choices it was between Just Jordan on Nickelodeon and some weird show called Wizards of Waverly Place. So we're going to go see Just Jordan because I thought you guys would like it more. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that show sounds dumb. And it's, you know, obviously the biggest regret You're of my right. life. <laughs> the biggest. The biggest regret of my life. Wait, but how is the taping of Just Jordan? Okay, it's Just Jordan. That's so cool. It's Just Jordan. I remember being so disappointed because famously... There were tw- British blonde twins who were discovered at the taping of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That's right. And I obviously was going into this. I was like, I'm going to be discovered here, obviously. Like, I'm trying to be. You of know? course, yeah. I'm sitting there being like, oh, I hope no one discovers, discovers me. <laughs> Would be a shame if anyone discovered me, you know? <laughs> That was, like, my, like, sixth grade energy. Of course. Uh, or seventh grade. Um, it, I remember it being really long. Yeah, because also when it's just Jordan or just Jordan, <laughs> there's like a it, there's like a magical realism like freeze frame element where he has to like stop and then he gets out and he's like you probably wondered how I got into this situation but there was a lot of like resetting and freezing and stuff so it sure it was a long shoot yeah dang oh but you got to go see just Jordan dude. I know could have been Selena. <laughs> Um, I you just reminded me that I have a Wizards of Waverly Place story. Okay, this famously is not a Wizards of Waverly Place podcast. Um, Prove when, it. <laughs> when I was in high school, my brother was really really smart, and he got to the finals of um, like Teen Jeopardy. <gasps> they do like a high school competition, wow. so they flew him out to Florida to for like the final rounds of auditions for Jeopardy, and. Um, at the mall. Okay. In, in Florida. Yeah, this dates the story. <laughs> no one's been to a mall in ten years. <laughs> they had these things called malls, and my brother went to one. Oh, those haunted places. <laughs> and they were doing, they were doing a signing at the mall, by none other than the actor who played Dean on Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> who who is that? I think his name was Daniel something. I know because my brother got me an autograph and I had it in my room for years and years and years. That's sweet. You talked about Nick Lachey earlier. I have his autograph. Met him on my 10th birthday, coincidentally. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. He was golfing nearby and I was like, it's my birthday. I also had no idea who he was. And then on my mom's 50th birthday, we met Vanessa. Crazy. Whoa. Crazy. Crazy. Anyway, let's get okay, back yeah, to the Lizzie McGuire movie. Back to what we all came here for. Which is to Lizzie. <laughs> so, something that I think is really interesting is that the Liz McGuire movie serves as the finale, right? Of yeah. Liz McGuire, the show. They were only, like, halfway through airing the episodes when the Liz McGuire movie came out. They oh. had filmed two seasons of Liz McGuire... The Liz McGuire movie came out, but they were still airing episodes of Liz McGuire on Disney Channel. Yeah, it's weird, actually. When I was watching it on Disney+, Plus, like, I think I watched the finale, like, 
halfway through this season because like Miranda was gone. But then in the next episode, Miranda was there again and it felt like they were younger. Yeah. Which is very, I mean, that's a kid show thing to do. Yeah. But it's just like the, for the show to end and then for them to be like, by the way, these were episodes that we should have aired months ago. But But also it's like it, it worked because I didn't notice when I was a kid. Yeah. You're just like (laughs) new episode that I haven't seen, which is the beauty of a kid show, especially back then when you're not like, Kids are watching shows on Netflix now, so they know the order more. But honestly, whatever was on TV was what I got. Yeah. It was, especially with children's shows, it wasn't like, oh, Fridays at 8 is when the new episode comes out. It was mm-hmm. kind of like just whenever they dropped a new well, episode. Honestly, whenever Disney wanted to, they were really toying with our hearts. That's at least how it felt. I guess yeah. as a child, I wasn't like keeping a calendar. No. <laughs> so but maybe... it really did feel like... <laughs> right? Um, but the Liz McGuire series... Mm-hmm. Um, also wasn't meant to end when it did. It was supposed to continue going. Yes. Uh, they were going to do a different spinoff, which was just Liz McGuire in high school. Which would have been in everything. Starring Hilary Duff. Yeah, the same cast, same basic idea of a show. Um, but they weren't able to negotiate uh, mm-hmm. uh, Hilary's salary for the Liz McGuire spinoff. Yeah. So And there's it, a lot of controversy around that, too. There's a lot of stories. Everyone's Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of allegations, a lot of finger pointing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Disney didn't want to pay Hillary what she deserved. And yeah. Hillary didn't want to work for yeah. less and than what she should have been paid. It's. I imagine it's also hard to, like, agree to a lower salary than you want when you're dealing with a company like Disney. Because well, it's like, I know you have the money. Yeah. I'm making it for you. And prior to 2005, Disney Channel had a policy where it wouldn't go past 65 episodes of a show, which was fair. It makes sense. It's children's TV. The stars grow up really mm-hmm. fast. The audience, too, loses interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also just make these stars. They discover these young kids and can pay them not a whole lot of money. Exactly. Build these whole franchises around them. And then, yeah, at a certain point, they don't want to pay yeah. child star what they should be getting paid for all of the money they're bringing in. Yeah, I think she was paid 15000 per episode for her original contract. I just happen to have that number in my head, and I never have numbers in my head, so I have to say <laughs> it. Um, but, like, the amount of money that she, like, brought in for the company, just yeah. not nearly... Um, like equivalent, yeah, equivalent, exactly. But there was also supposed to be another Liz McGuire movie that we'll never see. We might, however, someday see the Liz McGuire reboot. God, I hope so. I'm that's holding the out whole, hope. That's the whole, um, like purpose of this podcast is to get it, the message out. Honestly, the word. we need feet on the ground. We need soldiers, uh, to. Let Disney and Hulu know Let them that know. we want the reboot. I'm sorry. I am going to see the reboot. Like, I've just convinced myself it's going to happen. Yeah. it's it's. We did it for Gilmore Girls. Yeah, we did. We wanted it enough. You and me. We wanted it enough. <laughs> we did. And if you want it bad enough, it can happen. give it to you. That's Hollywood, actually. <laughs> I did. While I was uh, researching for this movie, I wound up on Robert Carradine's Instagram. Oh, as one does. As as we do. I <laughs> Honestly, it's because when I was watching this movie, I was like, wow, I'm so attracted to Sam McGuire. <laughs> 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 for the first time in my life. Um, but a fan, a, a follower of his, commented on one of his Instagram posts and said, are we ever going to see the Liz McGuire reboot? And he basically replied and was like, I still think that it'll happen. 
beautiful. So, if it's good enough for Robert... From Robert's lips to God's ears. <laughs> that's a promise, all right? <laughs> we signed a contract. Okay, should we get into the movie now? Yeah, 100%. Um, is there a synopsis? Okay, none of the synopsis that I found online were quite good enough. Okay, give us your, give us your take. Give us your synopsis. Okay. Teen Dream... <laughs> Wait, that's good. Keep going. <laughs> teen, teen Dream, uh, Hillary Duff, goes on a class trip to Rome after a humiliating experience at her eighth grade graduation, period. Okay? <laughs> I'm with you so far. While in Rome, adventure and love abounds! Exclamation point. <laughs> When Hillary is mistaken, oh shit! <laughs> when Lizzie is mistaken for Italian pop singer Isabella, whose partner is handsome and devious, aka Paolo, watch what happens in this movie. That's the synopsis. That was. <laughs> I think I killed it. Actually, I feel like. In the best way, you hit on everything we're going to talk about, you know? Oh, except for I didn't talk about, and there's a wacky chaperone. <laughs> Miss Ungermeyer. Miss Ungermeyer, Alex Borstein's best. Honestly, shout out Alex Borstein. Anyway, we'll get there. Um, should we get there now? Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it right now. She she crushes it in this movie. This was my first experience with Alex Borstein. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I don't... I, I mean, I, think she, I believe she's from Marvelous Miss Maisel. She is, yeah. Okay. Um, she won an Emmy. Excuse me. She won an Emmy okay, so for em her work. So Emmy winner, Alex Borstein. Um, my favorite Alex Borstein moment in this movie is when they run into, like, Hillary and Paolo, like, in there's a traffic jam and like the Ungermeyer is like going to find them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 Okay. So she gets out of the car and she's like arguing with Sergey, the bodyguard. And she goes, you want a piece of the Ungermeyer? And then she slaps her ass. I do not remember that. <laughs> she literally slaps her ass. That is so funny. But somehow it was like in a threatening way. It was sexual. Cause then oh, they really? end up together. Well, yeah, but I thought it was like, you want a piece of the younger Meyer? Like, Ugh. Yeah, but then... Ass. It wasn't like, you want a piece of the younger Meyer? <laughs> well, yeah, it was threatening, but, but also... But there was no, there was no, like, sexiness at this point. I mean, I don't think you can slap your ass without it being... Se like, you can't look at someone directly in the eyes and slap your ass and it not be a little sexy. That's what I think was so remarkable. <laughs> Dare I say, marvelous? <laughs> <laughs> about this moment is that to you you didn't you didn't think it I was... was scared yeah it was threatening it was intimidating she's like ooh I'm gonna spank my ass <laughs> yeah well she didn't say ooh she said you want a piece of the young amount like it was like a threat you're right you're right <laughs> hey we could both be right no well, okay, yeah, let's get back into the cast then I guess <laughs> you're into Robert I'm into the Ungermeyer <laughs> I, I already told Hope this many times, but this is the first time I watched this movie with, like, alcohol in my <laughs> system. So my notes are absolutely insane. And one of the first things I wrote was, Sam? Question mark? I'd smash. <laughs> <laughs> and then at some point I went back and edited it to say, and Gordo. <laughs> you went back? 
yeah, I went back later and wrote and Gordo. Okay, wait, tell that tell everyone the first note that you wrote that you found. <laughs> this is my favorite. I haven't besides read, and Gordo. I, there's so many good ones, but uh, I haven't read these until today since I first wrote them. And the very first thing I wrote under Liz McGuire movie 2003 was first time watching a bit inebriated and I turned it off just because I thought I was watching Inspector Gadget. <laughs> the opening of this movie is like a spy movie. I literally it, thought I was watching Agent Cody Banks. Right. So I it, thought I got, because that was our other episode and I was like, wait, did yeah, I do something wrong? Yeah. I literally was on Disney Plus and I was like, oh, back, back, back. This is Inspector Gadget. I was <laughs> so confident. So bizarre. It starts with Matt. Hillary singing in her room and Matt spying on her yeah. with his like little spy camera. So it's all like, you know, secret agent. High tech. Yeah. Uh, like police lights in the opening credits. It doesn't feel like a Lizzie McGuire no, movie at it doesn't. all. What's so funny, like in that whole like part of the movie, like that he's blackmailing her because he got footage of her like dancing in her room. As a kid, at least I was like, why is that embarrassing? She looks so cool. Yeah. I was like, she's singing and dancing in her room, and she's awesome at it. <laughs> she looks really good doing it. Well, why would that be? Emb- you're selling tapes of this? I made the observation on that same note, um, where I was like, oh, the writers of this movie wrote this in because this is what they think like tweens do. But I really think... I did it because <laughs> I saw yes. Lizzie McGuire doing this, right? And I was this, like, right? oh, that's what tweens do. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I was like, oh, Lizzie McGuire does this? I'm just going to sing into my hairbrush. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's the only reason. And I also, I think I also learned it from the movie um, 13 Going on 30. <laughs> yeah, same vibe, honestly. Love is a battlefield. But yeah, you're just, that, like, mm-hmm. you're just mimicking behavior. So yeah. we're honestly just taught that at 13 you sing into your hairbrush. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> I do have to ask, because Matt came up, um, do you think of... This is something I'm just reconciling with yeah. now. When you think Matt, if you hear somebody with the name Matt, do you think he's a young child? Um, I don't know. Not really. Because, okay, to me... To me I think of like a Bachelor contestant. Matt is a grown-up name. But I tell people my dad's name is Matt, and they're like, a grown adult named Matt? <laughs> <laughs> like, they think Matt is, like, a young kid. Oh. A young kid name. Like, he should be Matthew. Right, exactly. Now that he's a grown-up, he should be Matthew. No. I didn't know if that was, like, a universal thing. I don't really feel that way. Okay. We can cut this yeah, part, though. We... <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, I loved as a kid, like, I loved Melina's character. I think I was also just, like, obsessed with her hair being that blonde. I was like, how is that possible? <laughs> but where did Lanny go? Yeah. He went with Miranda. Like, they went they went <laughs> to the wayside. City. Oh, Mexico City. Mexico City. Mexico City. No, I loved Matt's best friend, Melina. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember the baseball card episode. Yes, I just watched that. Yeah. Where she so takes the dad's baseball cards. She was very cool to me because she had a baseball card yeah, collection. Yeah, she was cool to me, too. Um, At the bottom of my first page of notes, I wrote... I felt very left out being a brunette at this time. Mm-hmm. Relatable. It's actually something that as a kid, I remember watching the show and being like, why is the main girl and the mean girl both have blonde hair? You're like, that's not how that works. Why would they be... Why, no, you can only be friends with people with different color hair so that you can all take a picture together and you yeah. have different hair colors. That's how it works. Honestly, but like, I mean... 
typically, mm-hmm. stereotypically, it's the mean girl with blonde hair. Yeah. So imagine the, the nice girl has blonde hair. I'm sorry. So the mean girl still has blonde hair. I can't keep them straight. (laughs) Who's who? Well, it's just like, it it looks like Kate auditioned for the role of Lizzie, and then they were like, you can just be the mean girl. And I'm like, they look too much alike. I mean, it's fine, I guess. But I always had, I always took issue with that. (laughs) Just kidding. Cut that. (laughs) Okay, can we talk about Gordo's sexuality? Because... There are, ru- there are rumors out there that he's gay and that the reason the reboot was canceled is because they were going to portray that and... Oh, that Gordo is gay? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So, I what I heard about the reboot getting, okay. reboot getting canceled is that it was supposed to start with uh, uh, Lizzie McGuire getting cheated on by her fiancé. And that was the part that was too scandalous for Disney Plus. Um, oh. But I feel like that could have been something that Terry Minsky wanted to include in the Liz McGuire reboot because of, mm-hmm. like, Andy Mack and how yeah. important Andy Mack was and, and their introduction of a gay character. I just got this sense, like, not while I was watching the show, really, but while I was watching the movie at the very, very end, when they finally kiss, Gordo's reaction to it is like, let's go back inside. Yeah. Well, I famously, I don't know if it's famously, but I've been very outspoken about my distaste, my dislike Mm -hmm. of the Gordo has been pining after Lizzie for a long time sort of trope. Just really in general, the best friend falling in love trope really bothers me. Yeah. But more than it annoying, the idea, I think it sends a bad message where it's like, if you are just persistent enough and you pursue somebody long enough, Mm -hmm. eventually they're going to come around. Eventually they'll give in. And I think that it has set such a bad precedence. Mm Mm-hmm. I in gen- not just not Hillary not Lizzie McGuire whatever yeah no but in general that so is so it is such a common trope in like kids and teens media mm-hmm. and I think it's terrible I think it's a I think it sends a very bad message so yeah I, that's totally true and I, it's also like there are children I did not have that many like male friends as a kid like I had a lot of male family members who were my age but I was like. I felt like boys were, like, very sexualized to me at a young age. Like, it was like, are you dating? You have a crush? Like, so, therefore, I didn't talk to them. Because it was like, oh, I don't want him to think I have a crush on him. Yeah. You know, like, it kind of put a divide up where now it's like, I like to see, like, kids just, like, interacting with each other as kids, not yeah. boys versus girls. And I think... Very, not, like, gendered. Not so much when I was at, at uh, elementary school, but, like, high school and college, I definitely had a lot of male friends. Mm-hmm. And that was a common thing where it's like oh he just has a crush on you like you guys are only he's only nice to you because he has a crush on you yeah when in reality it's like no he's like a very good friend of mine yeah one of my best friends and i don't want to think that he has a crush on someone's hanging out with me for like an ulterior motive totally especially when you know that's not the case like i freshman year of college was like the first time i ever had a lot of like male friends and not that many female friends because i joined an improv troupe that was very like male heavy heavy males (laughs) (laughs) and so I had a lot of like and a lot of them were older and like it was really nice because they like they they put up the boundary of like don't worry I'll never hit on you that kind of not everyone did that but some of them did and so it was like I knew like those are really like friendship relationships not friends turned 
lovers where it's like i don't really feel like gordo and lizzie go together not really and what is wrong with just having a very healthy male and female friendship on that same note why does gordo have to be gay in the reboot for them to just be good friends you know what i mean it's like not saying that's what it but like yeah no that's a good point it's so rare to see a heterosexual woman and a Mm -hmm. heterosexual male like just be friends it's so rare yeah, I'm thinking of examples, like, I'm thinking of, like, well, how I met your mother, how I met your father, they're even doing that there, where it's, like, are they friends, or is it more than friends? The only, like, example I've been able to see in, like, teen you know, t- media mm-hmm. um, is One Tree Hill. Did you ever watch it? Yes. Haley and Lucas are childhood oh, friends. Yeah. They are buddies through and through. There's never any, like, from what I can remember, at least, yeah. like any sexual know, tension sexual tension or even the insinuation of like oh well, you just have a crush on him and he you have a crush on her or whatever there's yeah. none of that but also she got married when she was 16 you know well like, that'll that'll <laughs> cut down on that i mean so there's not even really she, a she got sh- married like, at 16 did she get pregnant no <laughs> they just straight up got married yeah that's that's not healthy actually no 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 if anyone out there is thinking about starting one tree hill do yourself a favor and mm. just watch dawson's instead oh my i just dropped my jaw <laughs> like i was like that is scalding hot <laughs> that burn well no no you're absolutely correct Paige and i like kind of fell in love originally with our shared love of dawson's creek we did truly which is not a popular show for our age demographic not at all we we're more in tune with, I guess, girls maybe like five to ten years older than us who are watching Dawson's Creek. Well, I think or fifteen years. So many girls our age watch One Tree Hill. Yeah, but it is a direct rip off of Dawson's. Dawson's is and Dawson's did it better the, because of also they could get away with more back then. Dawson's also is a satire. It is a teen drama, but it is also very self-aware. Yeah, it Whereas is. One Tree Hill is not. Anyway. is, like, so meta at times, and I'm like, guys, stop. They're like, let's like, talk like, about film theory and oh, yeah. girls and boys. Like, it's just like, alright, enough. Should we get into our favorite quotes? Yeah, we were sure should. You can cut any of that, too. Of like, course. that was a lot. Sorry. Um, let's get into our favorite quotes. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a quote from this movie that I never noticed before. Okay. And it's at the beginning, at the graduation, where she's famously called upon to uh-huh. speak, which is just, I, that is so unfair. <laughs> Wait, my favorite quote is in this scene, so maybe really? you're gonna say it. Yeah. Okay, well, I have two quotes from this scene, okay. so I, I feel like I've got to. But they say, like, please welcome to the stage, Lucy McGuire. <laughs> Okay. Which I love. Good one. But then I think this is going to be your favorite quote. I think this is going to be your absolute favorite quote. It's when Lizzie's giving the speech and she says, I think Margaret Chan would want me to have some water right now. <laughs> that, that is 100% my favorite quote. I knew it. It's so I, good. I wrote it down because <laughs> my favorite. It's so so good. Oh, yeah. Did Drunk Page write that or did you write that? <laughs> Apparently, Drunk Page did 
She knows, dude. She's way funnier than me. They had, so, honestly, Margaret Chan. I'm like, we. I want a Margaret Chan spinoff because they also show that picture of her as valedictorian and it's like, she's like so smart and they're like, you'll never be Margaret Chan was also said <laughs> to her before she gets on stage. And Hillary, and Lizzie's like uh, freaking out and she's like <laughs> so terrified of speaking in front of this crowd and she has this like vision in her mind of everyone going, you're no Margaret Chan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're no Margaret Chan. You're no Margaret Chan. Like over and over again. It's so mean. She like talks to a crowd full of adults and she's like, middle school is full of embarrassing moments. And then they all kind of just give her a dead reaction. And she goes, I mean, haha, yeah, me neither. And I'm like, really? None of these parents? Like, because the, the class was behind her. I'm like, they're right. not sn- snarking at her. Oh, what's also interesting is that Kate's best friend in the series is not in the movie, but there's another girl who's like Kate's best friend in the movie. Who's her best friend in the movie? I don't know. She's at the very beginning of the movie and they're whispering in the graduation gowns and she's like, it's like watching a car crash in slow motion or something. And I'm like, who's this girl? What I thought was interesting too, um, because so many characters were missing in the big, like, uh, Mr. Dig, where's he? Why wasn't he the chaperone? Uh, hello. Honestly, Mr. Dig, that's season three, actually. Oh, is it? (laughs) A Mr. Dig podcast. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's Absolutely. a deep cut substitute teacher reference from Lizzie McGuire. But it's it's truly a classic. It is. Um, every scene of them in Italy mm-hmm. has like three extras. The like same total. Three. Yeah. Like the scene where they're checking in at the hotel, it's like all the main cast, Ethan, Lizzie, mm-hmm. uh, Kate, Gordo, like mm-hmm. and then like three more kids. I just couldn't help every time I could not help but notice it. At the airport as well. Was it the same three kids? Because wouldn't um, it be? It probably was. I wasn't looking well, at their faces. Well, shouldn't it be because they're on the school trip? It should be, but there should be a lot more. We're supposed to believe this is the whole eighth grade class. Well, it's all the kids who weren't at the water slide place. Yeah, you're right. Some of the kids went to Water Park Wonderland or Water Whatever Slide Wonderland. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's literally like three kids. So yeah. I'm sorry, Ungermeyer would notice... Yeah, I mean, she would notice, absolutely. But it, obviously the trip was supposed to be more than three kids, but they could really only pay, like, three 18 to look younger cast members, like, <laughs> to stand behind the others. Oh my god, imagine, I would love that role. Can we, t- okay, you talked about the hotel. Mm-hmm. That hotel, that hotel would cost, like, a thousand dollars per night minimum. Minimum. The most luxurious, glamorous beautiful hotel. When I went to Rome, I stayed in like a crappy Airbnb. Like, it wasn't crappy. Sorry. I don't want to say that. I loved the host. Rome is listening. I loved, I had a really nice host who like was there and she was like an old Italian woman and she had a cat named Pimpia. What's that mean? I don't know, but it's spelled like pimp and it was also the Wi-Fi password. (laughs) My friend and I are still like Pimpia. But there was no AC, like, there, like the bed was, it was just, it was not what I kind of thought Rome was going to be like. And Because also, you had seen the Lizzie McGuire yeah, movie growing up. The Trevi Fountain was shut off when I visited. <laughs> Can you believe that? Well, you have to go back. Of course I do. I'll go back with, with the person who um, shines, like, with the light of the sun. <laughs> you shine with the light of the sun. <laughs> that was Isabella saying it. <laughs> My favorite Isabella line is, will you believe this boy who you've been knowing for your whole life? <laughs> I'm like, we know that Hillary knows the way to say this. <laughs> um, speaking of Ungermeyer and 
Lizzie having to sneak out. Okay. The second time that she's, like, almost caught... Okay. Very easily could have gotten away. The first time is when they're on the bus and she's on the little Vespa. What was the second afraid. time? The second time was after the fashion show. Yeah. And they're standing on those steps. The Spanish steps. Yeah. What are they called? Been and there. Been there. Down at the bottom is the school group. Yeah. And Lizzie's like freaking out. She's like, oh my God, there they are. <laughs> There's like thousands of people around. <laughs> you could very easily just like walk the other direction. But instead she's like, oh my God. Paolo, what are we going to do? <laughs> well, there has to be some conflict. You don't remember this? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Okay, speaking of fashion show. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not speaking of, but you said fashion at one point. And I did, yeah, it was right after the fashion did show. Did I already talk about the Lizzie McGuire fashion show no, episode? You didn't. Because I was re-watching Lizzie McGuire, and there is an episode where she's a model, and it is just, like, so reminiscent, and it's honestly, like... The precursor to the prequel, if you will, to the Lizzie McGuire movie because she's walking the fashion show. And I have something really cute to tell you. Okay. Oh, tell me. Cardi B told Vogue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not where I was expecting this. <laughs> Not to go. where you thought this was going to go. Cardi B told Vogue like, in, in an interview, they were asking her, like, what it's like to go to P- Paris Fashion Week. And she was like, you know that scene in Lizzie McGuire where she's, like, dressed up in different clothes and, like, the igloo? She's like, that's what I think of every time I'm at one of these events. And I just think to myself, this is what dreams are made of. Oh, my God. Cardi B's a fan. Cardi B's a fan. Can we get her on the pod? Hey, Cardi. This is our official um, plea. <laughs> Why are you bringing her up if she's not here right now? <laughs> <laughs> and coming from the living room, Cardi B, get into this closet with us. <laughs> Come on, girl. For for wow. context, Paige and I record in a closet, but isn't that so cute that. and amazing and fantastic? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's great. And I just like, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for that moment yeah. in my career when, when I'm being interviewed fashion. and I'm going to be like... They're like, what's it like being here? And I'm like, you know when Cardi B talked about <laughs> the Lizzie McGuire movie to Vogue? It's like that. <laughs> so by the end of the movie, Lizzie has to perform as Isabella. Yes. Right? At this big concert with Paolo. But here's the thing, Hope. Yes. Paolo has convinced Lizzie that mm-hmm. Isabella doesn't sing live. Yes. It's just lip syncing. Mm-hmm. But in reality, Hope, yes, Paolo is the one that lip syncs. I know. If you can believe that. I I can believe it. So, Gordo gets kicked off the field trip, right? Because he lied. Devastating. Which I didn't, I will say I have issues with him even doing that in the first place. I didn't feel like that was necessary. No, it was not necessary. Also, if I were Lizzie, you've definitely ruined my trip. You're going to go get sent home. Now I feel bad. You've ruined my trip to Italy. <laughs> yeah honestly no way i'd be like yeah i can go perform with paolo i'd be like no i'm devastated yeah like i was guilt a terrible friend right the thing with gordo and i'm sorry to to distract you from (laughs) what you're trying to say but i don't get it like he is encouraging of her to go on this adventure when i feel like the average normal person's response would be like well, we got to stay with the group. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're kids. You can't leave with an adult male. Right. Lizzie's literally in eighth grade. Yeah. 
Paolo's a grown-up and a celebrity. Well, and then it's funny because I'm like, I have in my notes, Paolo is too old, question mark, question mark. But then, as soon as I said that out loud, like, I said that to my roommate, and then in the next scene, Lizzie goes, and he's 17. (laughs) 17. Eighth grade is what, 14? Well, she's going into ninth grade, so she could be 14. (laughs) So on a good day. (laughs) On a good day, she's 14. 14. I know that's only I three years. I was thirteen. But those are three oh, huge important years. years. Seventeen. Yeah. No. Like to be seventeen yeah. and interested mm-hmm. in an, in an eighth grader is disgusting. 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 But so, but, he, <laughs> but Paolo has a love interest. No, not that. Sorry. Wait, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> Back to you. Okay. But Paolo, so. Gordo luckily gets kicked off this trip and Ungermeyer sends him to the airport, trusting he's just going to get on an airplane by himself. Yeah. Right? Traveling internationally in Rome. He's alone. They All they do is bring him to the airport and they're like, yeah, he's going home. Good luck. He runs into Isabella at the airport. Luckily. Yeah. Cause she flies coach. <laughs> <laughs> I left him and all of my thoughts about him on the island. Um, I will say, like, the Rome airport was, like, a really stressful experience in my life. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not easy. Yeah, it's not. And to just be a child alone. <laughs> yeah. 13, 14. Going, going through customs Mm-mm. Mm-mm. by himself. And he probably doesn't have... Because when you go on a school trip, you have paperwork being, like, we're here yeah. at the school. Does he have any of that paperwork? No. I mean, thank God he doesn't get on the plane. He doesn't even have one adult with him. <laughs> he is just alone. They literally take him to the airport and they're like, good luck, kid. Imagine, imagine sending your child on an international field trip with one chaperone. That's so crazy. True. No, truly. Because anything could happen to that chaperone. And in fact, my mom did an international field trip when she was like 16. She did, they did like a French trip and they went to Paris and the teacher like had like a French boyfriend and was just like, okay, see you guys later. And my mom and, like, her friends were just, like, drinking beer because the the drinking age in Paris is lower. Oh, my god! I know, that's what I, I mean, that was, like, the 80s or whatever. Yeah. I hope my mom well, doesn't also, get in trouble for underage drinking, but... <laughs> it's also proven that Ungermeyer is not a good chaperone in the fact that Lizzie is sneaking out every single day with a grown man. <laughs> As a kid, too, I was like, no, I would never. <laughs> You're like... That's too much, Lizzie. It's too much. But that her and her mom, much. I will say something that I really loved and related to as a kid watching this, is her and her mom, like, hold hands at the airport before oh, they even say goodbye. True. Like, And they have that really heartfelt double goodbye, which I'm the queen of as a child of divorce because my mom would drop me off and I would be, like, sad sometimes about, you know, wanting to see my mom again, blah, blah, blah. Same with my dad. So I'm, like, very into the double goodbye. I'm very mm-hmm. much a double goodbyer. Anyway, this isn't a Hope's Trauma podcast. <laughs> but it is a jump-in podcast. <laughs> so let's jump back in. <laughs> to this episode. <laughs> um, anyway, all this is to say, Lizzie ends up performing at this Italian award show. Mm-hmm. Isabella shows up. She exposes Paolo for the fraud that he is. And her solution to this whole problem is she's like... Lizzie, you go out there. I'll sing for you. Because Paolo wants to embarrass you. He wants you to sing live. Yeah. And that would be embarrassing. Humiliating. (laughs) If you were to go out there and actually try to sing, 
Yikes. It's confusing because he does give her singing lessons. But then Isabella is like, I'll sing for you. That'll be great. And then once Paolo's gone, True. she goes, and now here is my friend Lizzie McGuire. So she has to sing live anyway. <laughs> she did this whole charade to keep Lizzie from singing live. Because I'd be just humiliating for her. But it's singing live as Isabella. So she's like, I don't want people to... Because th- for Isabella, I understand. It's, it's infuriating. But from Ili- from Isabella's perspective, she just assumes that this girl can't sing. Right. I agree with you. 100%. So she doesn't want it to be like, it's me. So when she comes back on, she's like, look, it's me. But then... and now, But now <laughs> she can humiliate Lizzie if she wants to. So you think it wasn't so much her trying to protect Lizzie as it was her trying to protect her own reputation. Yes. Got you. And I think that yeah. was clear, too, because she even says to Gordo, she's like, no, I cannot be having this. And, mm-hmm. like, there's a girl who's going to be me, and he is the one. He's trying to ruin my reputation. So it's more about her trying to save her reputation. And then there's kind of a girl power moment where she gives her the opportunity. But you're correct in that she did not know if Lizzie could sing or it's not. It's only a good girl power moment. Because Lizzie actually can sing. Yeah. But she went out there believing she couldn't sing. And she's like, and here's my new American friend, Lizzie McGuire. And then makes her sing. Yeah, like if that had been me up there. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I was like, girl. Wow. I will say, like, it's crazy how different Hillary looks with that Isabella wig. Yeah. Yeah. Transforms. Honestly, her dignity era before (laughs) we even got there. Um, But you know... That you, uh, of course, you know, Isabella, her voice was dubbed by Haley Duff. I knew that she was dubbed. I did not remember it was Haley. So Haley does the singing, does the Isabella parts. That's why they sound different. It's Haley Duff. But did they like put that in the contract? They must have. Right? Because I feel like they Haley's entire have. career is like things that Hillary's thrown to her. And I know, I know you, I know it's controversial. Like, I'm not coming at it with hate. It's just no, like, course. we've got to be realistic here. Like, I she would, would want... not have been cast as this voice. It's not like Zac Efron's brother played his voice. It was Drew Seeley. Right. I would, if I were Hillary, I would want to bring my sister along to everything oh, I did. Absolutely. To your point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would. Yeah. And in, and actually when I was a kid, my dad told me like, he was like, hope if, if I ever needed to play your dad in a Disney show, like Miley's dad does her, I would. And I was like, that's so sweet. Now I'm like, wait, Billy Ray Cyrus is like a celebrity. Like, of course they would not make my dad <laughs> like retire but from before his... you're like, wow. But I was like, what a beautiful and generous offer. I mean, it still is. It's just funny to be like, oh, that would never in a million yeah. years happen. <laughs> Although I think my dad's a great actor. There's I'm sure. A... If, I'm sure if he is. Yeah. was not on his doing software stuff or whatever my dad does, don't really get it. <laughs> There was also um, several points in the movie that I noticed where, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about it, 2003, Hillary was very, very busy. There were a lot of scenes where they were doing coverage of the other actors where Hillary was not there, or it was, like, clearly a stand-in. Like what? Like, you mean, like, when they're, like, on the field trip? Um, like, at the airport, there's, like, another blonde girl kind of standing in for Hillary. It's nor- It's a normal thing. Um, this is a very low budget movie, like yeah. You said seventeen million. Seventeen million for the it, whole thing, and it made a lot. It did, yeah, exactly. Didn't well, they make the at thing. least? I thought I saw fifty five million at some point, but I well, feel like that's got to be more than that. 
at this be, point. I feel like, yeah, no, it, that's normal. I feel like for mm-hmm. it to be a low, no, graduate, especially because we're coming off of Lizzie McGuire where nobody was making all that much money. Like it's just, yeah, it's for children and it just happens to be a perfect family film for the summer. Exactly. Um, but there was also towards the end of what dreams are made of. Mm-hmm. Hillary's voice isn't used anymore. Really? No. So they got somebody else to sing just at the end where she's like, this is what dreams, like the very end of mm-hmm. this is what dreams right of. And I mean, they got me. Um, <laughs> it was me guys. <laughs> it was hope. Um, no, they got Angie Jari to do this. I don't know if I'm pronouncing okay. her name right. Who is the singer of the Lizzie McGuire theme song. Whoa. Whoa. Which is something I just learned today. Whoa. But when you go back and listen to it, it actually sounds like her. That is. It actually sounds like her. That is. I love that. Thank you. Right. Thank you. I love it too. Thank you for sharing that. That makes me happy. (laughs) The very, very last thing I have to share. Okay. Is from Drunk Page's notes. Love Drunk Page. Because we were talking a little bit about Haley earlier. And Haley was also on the soundtrack of the Liz McGuire movie, which I bought when I went to Target with my mom. Which I need to ask you about. The Target part? or No, no, like oh. the soundtrack. So she sang the Isabella parts, mm-hmm. but Haley Duff also had a song in the movie. Right. No, no. Called, no oh. You talk to me about the soundtrack, and then I'll okay. ask you my question. Okay, got you, got you. So she had a song on the soundtrack called Girl in the Band. Yes, yes. So we all know it. Yes. Um, when I saw... Hillary Duff in concert, Haley opened and sang Girl in the Band, but it's a, it's used in the movie, um, when Ethan is listening to his Walkman and he's listening to Girl in the Band. Oh my God. And this was a thought that occurred to me while I was watching the movie a little bit drunk (laughs) and I wrote this down and I have to share it. Please do. Please. I said, Ethan listening to Girl in the Band by Haley Duff. I like to think, in-universe, he's listening to Isabella. <laughs> That's amazing. And with that... <laughs> and with that... Think about it. That's... I never had before. <laughs> this was big for me. <laughs> think about it. Think about it right now. Well, okay, is the soundtrack the same on Disney Plus that it is on your CD? Because there were a couple of, like, pretty, like random songs that I was really kind of shocked by that they're like almost like sexy R&B songs <laughs> where I'm like what's happening I this can't... it was like sexy R&B songs like and, and then why not <laughs> and then right. which why not was uh the first Hillary Duff song to chart which I guess makes sense because Metamorphosis hadn't come out yet but I was thrilled for her I know it's so cool they have the why not like that why not montage is huge for me yeah absolutely because like what dreams are made of you think of with Liz McGuire movie but why not was also for yes. the Liz McGuire movie and every single thing that she wears in this movie especially the braids when she has those like top layer of braids on that yeah. long hair after her modeling session. Hugely important for me. I also wrote down, speaking of the little braids, because she goes straight from that into a date with Paolo. And this is after she and Kate had her little heart to heart. And I said, <clears throat> Kate said that, um, I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember what led into this. Okay. But I said, middle of the night, how late does Kate think Lizzie's going to be out? 
took all those teeny braids out and curled her hair while Paola was waiting. Because <laughs> she had little braids. Yeah. And Paola was there. And then she curled her hair. <laughs> she curled her. In the next scene, she was like sneaking out with perfectly curled hair. <laughs> her hair is perfect this entire movie. It's honestly like so mean. It's actually cute though. At one point, she had like pigtails in and then she takes them out and you can see she's got like crimped. Like, it's, like, messed up from the pigtail. Yeah, no, it's so That cute. was so real. I just had such an, like, I really thought I was going to be able to do a lot of hairstyles by the time I was 16. Oh, me too. And I was practicing on my stepmom left and right. <laughs> this is the thing, too. Is I was my like, stepmom... I'm going to need a new hairstyle every day. My stepmom's honestly, like, a hero. Like, I, my mom wouldn't let me play with her hair, and she wouldn't braid my hair. So I was, like truly styling her hair every time I was, I was like, hey, good to see you, Dad. Um, I'm going to need your wife. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. They Where got me like be? a Barbie head to style. I wonder if this is why. They're like, stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, ugh, this movie is like amazing. It's There's so much to cover. We're There's never going to get to it all. The outfits are incredible. Like the, the fashion show, I love. The, the woman's like, you look like a stray dog. I'm like, no, she doesn't. She looks amazing. <laughs> Literally the prettiest eighth grader you've ever seen. You've ever seen. Okay, ever. so I the sequel, I don't know what it was going to be about. I don't either. But let me just say some things that I would want for the sequel. Oh, yeah, please. I would want, Hil- I would, well, not Hillary, sorry. I meant, I would want Lilane to be in it. Yeah. And I would want Kate and... Lizzie to be on the same side. Like, I like... I don't like Mean Girl Kate. Well, yeah. It's more interesting to me when they're getting along and Kate's, like, has her quips still and can play that mean role, but... I completely agree, and I feel like it's very sad where... uh, A sad thing in, like, kids' movies and teen movies Mm -hmm. where the mean girl has to be the mean girl all the time. Yeah. I think of, like, High School Musical, where they Mm -hmm. made three different movies... And every single time, Gabriella and Sharpay became friends at the end of the movie. And then in the next movie, they were enemies again. And it's like, can't we just be friends? Can't we just be buddies? I get that. But it's like, like, it's like the, it's the Voldemort thing where it's like, there has to be conflict. Exactly. I feel that way with every Harry Potter book I read. I'm like, this Voldemort guy again? There has to be conflict, but does it have to be between the girls every single time? I mean. Over Ethan Craft? I'm sorry. (laughs) That boy has nothing going for him. Hey, he can skateboard. Not on those cobblestone streets, apparently. (laughs) It's crazy to think that he brought a skateboard with him to Rome. Like, how did you get that through the airport? Which also, Clayton Snyder straight up went to Pepperdine, played on the water polo team at Pepperdine. Like, homie, he was, like, vice president of his high school, like, class. He, He was, like... He's also a hunk. You know, certified hunk. hunk. <laughs> certified I'll say hunk. it. He's certified, at least in this book. <laughs> should we, so should we? Speaking of Ethan Craft, then should we talk about love interests? Yeah, absolutely. Because Let's get Ethan into Craft it. is. This is what's fascinating, actually, is that Ethan Craft is the love interest of Lizzie McGuire, but not of the Lizzie McGuire movie. Mm. Yeah, because Gordo is the love interest, kind of. Paolo's the main love interest. I yeah. But she ends up with Gordo. I would argue Paolo is the love interest, only because that kiss with Gordo at the end was such a surprise, and also was added after the theatrical release. In the theatrical version, they did not kiss. 
What? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? So it's only on the DVDs? Yeah. Be- because when the DVD... What? Was- I know. Paige. I know. <laughs> I'm... Hey, guys. I'm freaking out. <laughs> what? Unless, unless I am like... Well, this explains why when when Hillary Duff watched this scene for like some Vogue interview or Variety mm-hmm. interview, it was like she literally didn't know that they'd kissed. Well, I think that they had filmed it. Obviously, we see it. I think it was the same mm-hmm. filmed at the same time, but in the cut, yeah, that exactly, played in theaters, they did not kiss. Wow. And I remember when the DVD was coming out, it was like an alternate ending, and it was sort of like, ah! this is when Lizzie and Gordo finally kiss. Oh, I hope they don't. I mean, I, know, I, know they I wish did. they didn't. I would I love really to like didn't. go back in time and get that high school series. That would have been huge. I really would have. It really would have. It really would have. I want to, I truly just want the... 30-year-old Lizzie series. Me too, of course. That's why we're yeah. here and we're go- negotiating for it. I do think it would be more interesting if Gordo was gay or married, you know? Yeah, just not a, not a romantic, or just he, he could be also dating and interesting. I know, but people. I feel like, like people are going to ship them if he's single, and it's I know, like... which is just devastating. I hate that. Yeah, because if anything, there's more chemistry between him and Miranda. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know if but I feel it, that way. Definitely not him and Lizzie. I'm sorry. They've got no chemistry. No, I agree. I agree. Right? Mm-hmm. Love totally. them both. Forever. So, so how would you rate Paolo as a love interest? Because he's sexy, but he's... Old. Old? Too old. First of all, old. And predatory. He's using Lizzie. He's using a 14-year-old... To make his ex-girlfriend look bad. I'm sorry, Paolo? Something I can't stop thinking about is, like, if I saw my ex's doppelganger, like, straight-up doppelganger (laughs) in the the wilderness, would I immediately have an idea for that? Like, of, of how to manipulate that? Like, the fact that he saw her and then came up with this scenario is, I mean, way to think on your, your feet. It would just take me a lot more, yeah, a lot more brain power to be that evil. You know what I mean? Like, I would just never think if I saw my ex's doppelganger, I need to ensnare him in a trap right now. Yeah, there's something going on with Paolo that is not healthy. Not He's a okay. psychopath. Yeah, I think he um, could benefit from a lot of therapy. He also can sing so poorly. It's like, there's no way that auto-tune or lip-syncing fixed that. But of course they were going to do that to show, like, for the kids. I also, I laughed out loud when he (laughs) said that he wanted to perform more serious music and Isabella wasn't, uh, she didn't want to be as serious a musician. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, what, how, what, do you want to perform concertos? I'm sorry, (laughs) what? What do you mean you want to do more serious Organ music? music. What does that mean? Church. You want to write an opera? <laughs> she didn't want to do more serious music. What is serious music? It's just a way to be sexist, honestly. It's like, uh, she wants to do pop music, but because I'm a boy, I'm going to do something that's a little indie. I'm going to do indie rock. And even though it's top 500 still, it's indie it's indie and it's a boy singing. That indie record that's much cooler than mine. <laughs> he actually wrote that. 
That was his line. No. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare. No, it actually, no, it actually was. You're going to try and say on this podcast that Taylor Swift didn't write something that she wrote. She's going to sue us to death. That was a duff bluff. That was I'm a dumb sorry. bluff. <laughs> you duff guys bluff. got bluffed. Okay, what do you rank Paolo? How, how do you rank Paolo? As a love interest? Yeah. I guess two. Yeah. Two, because here's the thing about Paolo. He's, you know, handsome and successful, which is attractive. Um, that, those are his plus sides. His downsides are that he's old and a liar. (laughs) (laughs) And he's using her. And another plus side though, is that he is a human being and not a ghost. True. He does have that going for him. And he's not a spy, which means that like her life isn't going to be in danger. That's true. But she is sort of in the public eye still. She's still in the public eye. But, but you're right. But no, like her reputation is in danger, but her actual life is less so. I guess I would write, yeah, two. Yeah. All right. You've convinced me. I was going to say oh, like really? a one. Oh. But. Sure. C- because he's not a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think having a it's human. It's hard to argue with that. A corporal form is, give the man credit where credit is due. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, now it's time for Hope's favorite segment, which is Tag Yourself. Do you have one for this? I do. Because I have one, too. Oh, you do? Okay, well... Now... <laughs> you say yours first. Okay, well, well, now I'm like... I'm scared we picked the same one, but I want to hear what yours is. No, no, I'm nervous. No, no, no. Um, I thought I had to tag myself. It's, um... Oh, it's... <laughs> My Tag Yourself is Lizzie dressed as Marie Antoinette. <laughs> Yeah. Just because it reminds me of the History Duff's logo. Honestly. No, but my favorite outfit of that is the igloo. Of course. So, like, no, that course. would be tag my outfit. But tagging myself? The Marie Antoinette. The Marie Antoinette. So, that's funny, because I said that the I was the mean fashion designer. <laughs> <laughs> so, our relationship, exactly. So, I was like, I identify you with You bully me. I stand up to you. I say, no, only I will dress as a And then I finally respect you. You say I look like a stray dog, and I tell you that it's because I've been on an island. <laughs> Is that... So, I... I like the Marie Antoinette one. I also like the one where she has the magazine on her head. And then she pulls the string and her skirt goes up. Well, the skirt is... I, she pulls the string and her skirt goes up on Marie Antoinette so as well. So that's what I was going to ask. Is that the same one? Where I, it might be just two different times where she pulls something on... She pulls like a bow or something and her skirt goes up. So it happens twice. Oh, really? Well, at least it happens with Marie Antoinette. I believe you. I watched it today, so... No, I know you did. I watched I told- it... I'm not arguing. 25. No, I know. I know you're not. Yeah. The audience is. <laughs> They're literally coming for you right now. Hey, guys, how about instead of coming <laughs> for me, um, you like and subscribe. Yeah, and follow us on TikTok. Hey, and at Instagram. History Duff. But before all that, but before, before all that. Before all that. Before you do all that. Jeez. You need to stick around because we have a deleted scene coming up. That's right. We have an amazing scene. We are so excited to see a scene from Demaya. Demaya Gurley is delivering us the most iconic deleted scene from the Lewis McGuire movie. And we can't say any more. We can't say any more. But God, we want to. So go follow Demaya Gurley on TikTok at It's Dammy Wise. That's Dammy with two M's and a Y. If you like our content, you will be obsessed with hers, Demaya Gurley. So stick around and stay tuned. Wow. Wow. Hey, Gordo. 
Yeah, Lizzie? You were kind of my first kiss. I know. You're kind of mine, too. Wow. So what does this mean? Well, before you answer, there's someone who wants to talk to you. Who, Gordo? Oh, my God. Ethan? Sup, Lizzie. That was really wicked what you did back there on stage. Yeah, I'm kind of like an international pop star now? I don't know. Yeah, it was really freaking cool. But hey, uh, uh, I've been meaning to talk to you about something. Uh, okay. Hey, I'll leave you guys to it. What, Gordo, you, you can't just leave me. I can. Yeah, I got it from here, Gords. So what did you have to talk to me about? Well, uh, as you know, we've been going to school together for quite some time. Yeah? And, you know, I kind of dated Kate for that short period of time. Yeah? Well, uh, Kate was my beard. Your what? My beard. A beard? A beard? What's a beard? Ah! What's a beard? You know, a beard. Like on your face? Let's just say, Kate isn't the one I've been dating all this time. Okay. Who? Uh, Miranda? <laughs> nah. Gordo. Wait, uh, Gordo? Uh, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm in love with Gordo. Wait, uh, how long have you been in love with Gordo? For quite some time. When you were out there on your adventures with Paolo, me and Gordo were sneaking off to get to the best pizzerias. Okay. Hey, I'm back. How'd the talk go? Gordo, uh, Beard, Ethan, uh, what? Oh, yeah, he told you. So what do you think? Wait, I didn't get to that part. What do I think about what? What do you think about, you know, figuring this out together? Together? Yeah. Listen, Lizzie, have you ever heard of a thing called polyamory? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Well, long story short, we're both madly in love with you. We think you're hot, we think you're smart, and you're kind of my best friend that I've been crushing on my entire life, so... Wait a minute. Like, together together? Ethan? Gordo? Together? Yeah. 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 I like that. Me too. Me too. Happy Pride Month, Lizzie. told you it was gonna be good we didn't tell you how good and that was amazing thank you Jemiah. thank you so much you've changed our perspective on on honestly what we think about this movie and what we think about hillary
And I think God. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Jemai, for that incredible scene. Thank you for sticking around, listening to the pod. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok. Hope, take it away. And this has been History, History Doves. This is what dreams are made of. Why not? <laughs>